1: Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy.
2: Joining us now is Senator J.D. Vance. Senator Vance, Hunter Biden is indicted. Your initial reaction.
1: Well, first, uh, Charlie, we have to remember that he was probably indicted only because of the pressure that we've been applying, that you've been applying, that the entire conservative grassroots have been applying for a fair and impartial justice system. Uh, remember the plea deal went wrong that nearly, uh, basically excused Hunter Biden and protected Hunter Biden from a whole host of charges. Uh, I'm glad that we got that blown up, and I'm glad that we got this indictment. But look, man, it's, it's a basic question. Do we live in a two-tiered system of justice or not? If we, if we don't, then the president's son, especially the president's son, ought to face consequences when he does something that would land the rest of us in jail. Uh, if, if I bought a gun and lied about being a drug addict or being incarcerated for drug crimes when I went through the background check, there is no doubt in my mind that the Biden administration would come after me and throw the book at me. Um, I know it's just because of political pressure, but that's important and it's good that they've done the right thing here.
2: We will see how it materializes. So, Senator Vance, with the 9.30 uh, looming deadline, I don't think Chuck Schumer is going to waver. But we have to do everything we possibly can to try and defund Jack Smith or at least try to hold Jack Smith more accountable. Do you have any thoughts on that strategically, how we as a movement, or at least from a congressional standpoint, try to hold Jack Smith far more accountable and or cut his funding?
1: Well, I think the first thing, Charlie, was we have to actually have a unified strategy for the case that we're going to make to the American people about why we need to limit Jack Smith's funding and actually defund the corrupt Department of Justice uh, that he's just sort of one piece of. Of course, Merrick Garland's entire Department of Justice is using its power to prosecute political opponents from Donald Trump on down. It's totally unacceptable. The crazy thing, though, Charlie, is that you hear a lot of different reasons for why Republicans are taking the position that we are on some of these budgetary fights, there's no unified theory. There's no unified message. There's no, we're trying to get this. We're the people's representatives trying to ensure that we do the people's business. And I think that we just have to make that argument a little bit better. We know, Charlie, that every time these government shutdown fights happen, you you have obviously serious problems. For example, I don't want the border security, even though Joe Biden isn't letting them do their jobs, I don't want to throw them to even greater chaos by effectively not paying the guys that we do have on the border trying to keep us safe. We know Republicans are going to get blamed for this unless we have a better strategy. Unfortunately, I haven't seen one.
2: No, I have not either. Okay, so let's talk about your standing up for the U.S. steel industry. This is something that unfortunately has been forgotten in Washington, D.C. Uh, Tell us about some of your fights and some of your focus and emphasis to stand up for the American steel industry.
1: Well, first of all, Charlie, this is about self-sufficiency for the American economy and good wages for American workers. We should have learned the lesson over the last 40 years that when we ship all of our jobs to communist China and other countries – it's working Americans who get screwed in the process. And these, I mean, Charlie, these are our voters. These are people who expect us to protect their industries, to protect their jobs. And they get the short end of the stick every single time. Joe Biden does what he's doing here, which is putting the green agenda, the radical climate agenda above the interest of Ohio workers, above the interest of workers all across the country. I mean, like a basic economic reality, Charlie. And this should, by the way, be a good thing for America is that you can't manufacture steel without low Low cost power. Well, good for us. We have the lowest cost, highest quality power right here in the United States in the form of natural gas. Are we using that to empower the American steel industry or are we throttling the American steel industry, shipping all those jobs to the dirtiest economy in the world, which is communist China? Well, unfortunately, the Biden administration, shockingly, in the name of environmental justice, is encouraging us to ship our steel manufacturing to communist China. It is insane what they're doing, and and yet, I mean, they're doing it, man. It's crazy. I don't understand it. I I don't even pretend to know where these guys are coming from, but they're doing it.
2: Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now, 800 702 5400.
0: Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states.
2: And he's supposed to be this kind of pro union, pro muscular labor guy, Scranton Joe, and he's anything but that. I also want to spend some time here, Senator Vance, on your fight to ban mask mandates. You would think that that would be a bipartisan. Proposal, But there has now been a rather significant clash with you and Ed Markey, which I find to be a very interesting clash, kind of old versus young, Republican versus Democrat. So talk about this clash, because this shouldn't be as disagreeable as it's become. Senator Vance, tell us about it.
1: Well, look, I don't need to, you know, re-summarize all of the debates about masks, Charlie. I think you and your listeners are very much on on my side here. I think of masks as basically you're trying to stop a respiratory virus. It's like trying to stop mosquitoes with a chain link fence. Uh, the, the the droplets are just too small, and the masks are ineffective. Here's the thing, though. You've seen this weird anxiety tick up, this weird panic start to set in over the last few weeks as COVID cases have increased, Charlie. And I'm just trying to put a marker down to say no more. We're not we're not going back to this. Uh, You've got young kids, Charlie. I've got young kids. And we know that the mask policies really affected the development of our young children, especially their speech uh, delays. I just want us to say enough with the panic, enough with the craziness. We're going to go back to common sense and not force three-year-olds to wear masks. So we've tried to impose some mask mandate bans on different levels of the federal government. We're actually working on an amendment right now to an appropriations bill that would ban mask mandates for airline passengers. Remember how crazy it was when you had to wear a mask every time you got on an airplane? Uh, So we're going to keep on hitting this. But, but aside from any specific policy, any specific ban in any specific department, I just want us to act like grown adults, right? We cannot flip out every time we see a spike in respiratory viruses in fall. It's going to happen every fall for the rest of our lives, just like it's happened every autumn for the past hundreds and hundreds of years. Respiratory viruses go up when the weather starts getting cold. Let's accept that fact. Try to deal with it. Try to protect as many people as possible, but not pretend that we can control respiratory viruses. We just can't. What we can do is prevent ourselves from getting thrown into a weird panic about it.
2: Yeah, that, that's that's exactly right. The the horror and the panic associated with these mass mandates makes America significantly less free. Uh, Senator Vance, just in closing here, are you hearing any whispers Anything you could share about plans to re-engage in lockdowns or kind of the similar sort of uh, ramping up that we saw previously with COVID hysteria? Are you starting to see, let's just say, more Senate staffers wear masks around hearings or some more of the octogenarians be very worried they don't have their ninth booster yet? Are you starting to see some of that, at least in the U.S. Senate? Anything you could share with our audience?
1: Uh, yeah, Charlie, I actually saw a staffer in a mask today and I, I sort of looked at at, at another um, colleague of mine and said, are we really doing this again? Are these people really going back to it? So I unfortunately have to say, yeah, Charlie, I think you are seeing some evidence of a return to this hysteria and to this panic. Um, I, I think people got to stay vigilant about it because, you know, w- when I proposed this mask mandate ban just on airline passengers uh, and on school children. The response I got was, nobody is trying to reimpose mask mandates. Why are you even trying to do this? Well, then, of course, the Democrats actually tried to stop me, suggesting maybe they're a bigger fan of mask mandates than they might let on publicly. There are a lot of pieces of evidence that this is coming back. And I just think we, we, we have to be the party of reason here. We don't have to be angry about it. We don't have to be mean about it. But we just got to say, look, respiratory viruses suck, but they are here to stay. We can't do anything about it other than take some common-sense precautions and get on with our lives. That's what our kids need us to do more than anything, far more than masking them, God forbid, is they need to see us act like grown men and women who aren't terrified of somebody every time they sneeze.
2: Yeah, colds are here to stay. Coronavirus, it's really hard to vaccinate against them. So be healthy, get a good immune system, and sometimes you get a cold and it lasts a couple days and it's not fun, and then you survive. J.D. Vance, excellent job. Thanks so much. Thanks, Charlie. See you, man.
1: Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review.